And so today we're going to be examining a very exciting topic in the Bible, what the Bible has to say about worldliness. Two ways of looking at worldliness, because you have a person who lives according to the world. That person is a worldly person. And that person doesn't have much to live for. We want to look at the characteristics of worldliness in a person who does have the Lord in their life. And so an unsaved person lives according to worldliness. That's its characteristic. I mean, you know, that's a no-brainer. Worldliness is the natural characteristic of the uh, worldly person. But a person who says, I know the Lord Jesus in my life, and uh, I want him in my life, and I want to live a life that is pleasing to the Lord, then that person needs to be aware and aware of what worldliness can creep into that person's life. Now, the book of 1 John, chapter 2, gives us some in-depth ideas on that worldliness. And really, we need to think about what that worldliness is. Because when we look at 1 John chapter 2, we can think that if we commit this simple sin of worldliness, then we're not a true believer. We're not on our way to heaven and having a relationship with God. And that, that can be very confusing to people. So let's look at this verse real quickly. 1 John chapter 2, verse 15. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. That's the Apostle John writing to the believers of saying, do not love the world. The Apostle John is saying, don't let this idea of loving the world creep into your life. But there was a second person in the audience in the book of 1 John to the church that the, first, the Apostle John was writing to. And that was the unsaved person. He was saying, quote, I love Jesus, but he had the characteristics of totally living in the world. And so we have two individuals receiving this message in 1 John chapter 2, verse 15. We have the believer, and then uh, to not fall into the characteristic of worldliness, and we have the person who says, I want to be a believer, but has not given his faith to the Lord Jesus Christ, to trust in him as Savior. And because of that, that person is wobbling back and forth into the world's ways and into the, well, I hope I want to walk the life of living and pleasing the Lord. All right, so the scripture says to these two people in this one audience, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. So that's talking about the unsaved person. The unsaved person living in that church, going to that church, is saying, oh, yeah, I love God, but he loves the world. That means the love of the Father is not in him. What is the love of the Father? Really, the love of the Father is receiving the grace of God in your life, receiving the gift that God has given you, receiving salvation. And so and we could take it as basic as John 3.16 tells us, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. You see, that is God's first 
gift of love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And so when it says in 1 John 2, 15, it says the love of the father, the phrase love of the father means salvation. Salvation is not in this person. How does a person receive salvation? Obviously, the scripture says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That person receives Christ by faith. Faith is trusting in the Lord, trusting in the unseen, but in the understanding and the knowledge of the word of God. Faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so we, we have this idea of salvation is Jesus Christ coming into your life. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, calling on the Lord. So once you understand what the love of the Father is, you see, it's more than just knowing a knowledge of God. It's more than just knowing and understanding that Jesus Christ lived, died on the cross, rose again from the grave. This is intellectual understanding. From 2,000 years ago. But it's also having a relationship. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. In the spirit. Having that relationship. In 1 John chapter 2. Love not the world. Worldliness is not allowing the love of the Father to live in your life. What is the love of the Father? We talked about that. That is receiving Jesus Christ as your Savior. Salvation. So in 1 John chapter 2 verse 15. So love not the world, what does that mean? Well, if the next phrase, Scripture always explains Scripture. When you don't understand something about Scripture, you continue to read more on Scripture because Scripture explains Scripture. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. And the things that are in the world. That's an interesting statement because the things that are in the world is, is a lot of information. First of all, Satan is the prince of the power of the, of the world. He's the prince of the power of the air. And, and Satan has great authority in this world. And because of that, Satan has an influence on our minds. Satan has an influence on our will. Satan has an influence on our emotions. Satan has an influence in this world. And how does that influence come to you and I? Things that are in the world, love not the things that are in the world, that influence comes from Satan and using his information of using the things of the world, of evil things of this world, to communicate to you and me. How does that come through? Well, these evil things that come to us, these things in the world, love not the things of the world, come from us through our eye gate and through our ear gate. And so we hear things. That are evil. We see things that are evil. And because of that, we can receive the things of the world. But if we have Jesus Christ inside us and we're loving the Father, then the things of the world will not attack us. We'll have this filter that exposes them, defeats them, and stops them from coming in. You know, when people think of the word world, they think, well, what is the word world? Love not the world. Well, first of all, we have the world as in population. Okay? We have that John 3, 16 says, for God so loved the world. Okay? That's very important. 
And uh, when God so loved the world, that means he loved every human being in the world. That's the characteristic and attribute of God. God loves everybody. And you see, God loves everyone in the world. And second of all, the idea of world means that God, uh, the, the word world means chaotic order. order. The, the word world actually is chaos in some translations from the Greek and some different versions. And, and this word here, love not the world, is not the same word uh, of world as in John 3.16, but of, of God loving the whole world and human race. But God loves, uh, love not the world, love not Satan's chaotic order, chaos. And you see, that's what Satan is. Satan is the author of confusion and chaos. And because of that, um, you know, we we have a battle that's raging all the time. And this battle is raging that Satan wants to destroy God's wor world and God's creation and take souls to hell. And that's chaos and that's confusion. And that's Satan's order. But here's the thing. We don't have to love that world. God loves the world, the population. We can love the world as in loving the human race, but not loving the chaotic, chaos order that Satan rules. Because the Bible tells us that Satan has a great influence in this world. And uh, he's the prince of the power of the air. He's traveling to and fro, as the scripture tells us. He's looking to destroy mankind. And so we have the word world, you know, and uh, the word world has a lot of different things in it. And, um, but this word world is Satan's chaotic order. And so that word, we're not supposed to fall into that trap. And, uh, and, and so that trap of the world has characteristics in it. There's three characteristics in the, in the trap of the world. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. And so you need to examine loving, not the world. You need to examine those three issues, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and pride of life. You see, this is the definition of what sin is. This is the first sin. Satan tempted Eve in the garden. And uh, Satan tempted Eve in the garden. And because of that, the first sin happened. And uh, what is that first sin? Well, Satan said, Look unto this fruit. You see, that was the lust of the eyes. And then he says, and this fruit will make you wise. And so we have these three sins that are attacking. In every sin, almost, these three sins are uh, dominant. These three ideas of the lust of the eyes and the lust of the flesh and the pride of life. And so, you know, a Christian may not be involved with drugs and drinking, May not be partying in the world and destroying his life, but this uh, person is um, trying to live a godly life and falls into this sin. And these characteristics, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and pride of life, happen to him. Well, but the unsaved person who doesn't have the Lord Jesus Christ in his life, these three sins rule his life. That's his natural characteristics. And, and, of course, the partying and the drugs and the drinking and the immorality is going to come. And so, 
But let's let's look at the next verse because scripture explains scripture, and it says, "If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Salvation is not in that person. If the characteristics of love in the world is not in that person, for all that is in the world." The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. Satan's chaotic order is lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and pride of life. That's his chaotic order. And uh, that's what he wants to do. He wants to destroy people. He wants to hurt people. And, uh, and, and we can fall. But for the believer, if I can switch back to the person who says I'm a Christian, that person... Needs to battle this temptation of the world. And when he battles this temptation, here's a definition of worldliness. Ready? Anything that keeps me from enjoying God's love and wanting to do God's will is worldly, and I need to avoid it. Anything that keeps me from enjoying God's love and wanting to do God's will. So what kind of believer would that person be if he falls into the sin? Of not knowing for sure. That person is a backslidden believer. Can believers be backslidden? Ah, uh, yes, they can. And they still are a child of God. And you see, that child of God needs to realize that that person, not only, not only does that person fall into this temptation and in this sin, but can have a way of solution of forgiveness of sin. So there's two kinds of Christians. There's the conformers to the world's ways, and there's the transformers that are changed by the word of God. Which one are you? Are you the conformer? person's life is controlled by the pressures from without, and, the, and, the, and satanic ways and the world's ways are pressuring onto our lives, and we give in to the world. Or are we going to be a transformer? A transformer is a Christian whose life is controlled by power from within and the power of the Holy Spirit. And you see, a transformer lives a transformed life, just like Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. So, the secret of victory is not letting the ways of the world attack your life. But during the day, you're having your life filled with God's word, God's Holy Spirit. You're resting in God's spirit. You're seeking to walk according to God. You're staying away from Satan's evil tactic ways of lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and pride of life. And you're thinking, how can I be a transformer, not a conformer? to the ways of the world, but a transformer. You see Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. Clearly tell that. And so, worldliness, definition, anything that keeps me from enjoying God's love and wanting to do his will. That's God's, that's worldliness from God's point of view. And the scripture, worldliness attacks us by the, when our bodies and our lives are being attacked by the things of the world. So, which one are you allowing to happen in your life? Huh? I'm going to uh, give a little wrap up, okay? Um, yep. 
we have a book called Ready. And uh, it's an exciting, inspirational book on sharing the gospel, evangelizing, and telling the world about the Lord Jesus. And uh, I'd like to encourage you today to order this book from me online. So how do you do that? You go to youthfluential.com, and there you can buy the book ready. How much does it cost? Free. You can buy this book free, ready. Talks about exciting things. And uh, evangelism is, uh, is seen in many aspects of the Christian life, but it's clearly evident through trials, and it talks about all the different trials one can go through. Now, we'd like to ask you to subscribe to our Youth Influential channel on YouTube. And so on YouTube, we have a channel called Youth Influential, and this live podcast will be a video that you can watch about worldliness and how it affects us on our Youth Influential YouTube channel. So go to our YouTube channel, Youthfluential, and subscribe. That'll be a big, big help to us. And uh, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to and watching our live podcast today on worldliness and how to overcome it. 